Welcome to Smith Memorial Online. We're glad you joined us today. We're located in Collinsville, Virginia. At Smith Memorial, our motto is simple, follow Jesus. We'd like to encourage you to check us out online, www.smithmemorialumc.com. There you can find out more information about us, opportunities to serve, and ways to support this ministry through giving. We pray that God would add blessing this day to the hearing and the doing of God's Word. to stand as we're able for the reading of the gospel reading from uh, the gospel of John chapter 6 beginning verse 1. After this Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up to the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages could not buy enough bread for each of them to get a bite. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, we thank you on this day that we can come together to worship you. We're thankful that you give us the faith we need to live in this moment. Now we ask that you might open our hearts and our minds that we may be receptive to the word you have for us today. 
We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. We're in our Bible passage for today. Jesus has gone away with his closest friends, his disciples, to get a little bit of rest and to relax from what he'd been doing. But here's the thing. The people came looking for him. They wanted to find this miracle worker who had done all these miracles. And so they went up the mountainside. Well, this presented a challenge to the disciples from a point of view of compassion. You know how you feel tired sometimes and you just need a little break and that's what they needed. But they couldn't have that moment. So an eager crowd of people were all clamoring for more miracles. And they came and they surrounded them. How could this tiny group of men meet the needs of all these thousands of people? The simplest thing they could do is feed them. So Jesus turns to Philip and asks him, where can we buy bread for these people to eat? The gospel writer tells us he asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Now, I find that's an interesting uh, point there, that Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. And it was to test his followers. And so he wanted to know whether they would be fact-based believers or faith-based believers. That's a powerful concept that I want us to think about this morning. And the question for each of us, I think, is, are you and I a faith-based thinker or are we a fact-based thinker? When Jesus wanted to test his disciples, how would they react to the challenge of feeding these thousands of people? Can they see beyond human limits and focus on God's infinite power? Inventor Henry Ford once said, I'm looking for a lot of men who have an infinite capacity to not know what can't be done. That seems to me to be what Jesus was trying to do. Lots of people are experts in what can't be done. Think about it. The important question for us this morning is, but what can be done? When Jesus asked Philip, where can we find bread for all these people? Philip responded as any practical person would. And what he said was six months' wages would not buy enough bread to feed all these people. You see, Philip knew immediately what couldn't be done. He was right, of course. But sometimes the right answer is not the same as a solution. There was a young man who came to Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, who was one of the great ministers 
last generation, motivational speaker. And he wanted to start his own business. But he said, I don't have any money. So how am I going to do that? Well, Dr. Peel's response was, empty pockets never held anybody back. Only empty heads and empty hearts can do that. Philip focused on their empty pockets, so to speak. And he decided the goal was unreachable. They could never feed all these people no matter what they did. But Philip's real problem wasn't empty pockets, was it? He hadn't yet let Jesus' message of his miracle sink in. Had not penetrated his heart. Andrew was the second person up. The question is, will he pass the test? Let's look and see what Andrew does. Andrew brings a young boy to Jesus, and he says, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two fish, two little fish. But how far will they go among so many? Andrew was on the right track. But still, he hadn't completely switched from a fact-based to a faith-based point of view. Remember how the Apostle Paul defined faith in Hebrews 12, verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Philip saw a problem and gave up. Andrew saw a problem and offered a limited solution based on his own resources. Andrew's answer was better than Philip's. But it still had not leaped the chasm of faith, had it? Now it was Jesus' turn to set the disciples straight. Friends, this morning I wanted to share several things that I think maybe would help us be faith-based thinkers. The first thing is faith-based thinkers start out by taking their problems to Jesus. As I said, Andrew was on the right track in his thinking. He brought the boy to Jesus, and he offered his meager resources. That's the first step in finding a solution. Dr. Robert Shula used to say that what we need to do is shift our focus from the problem to the power, that is, God. You know, we serve a God without limits. Psalm 50, verse 10 tells us, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And 2 Corinthians 9, verses 10 and 11 says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. 
On another occasion, Jesus taught his disciples not to worry about what they were going to eat or drink or wear because their Heavenly Father knew what they needed. And when he turned water into the best wine, when he caused the disciples to catch a net full of fish, when he healed everyone he touched, when he fed thousands of people with a small serving of fish and bread, Jesus was demonstrating the abundance of the kingdom. And that abundance is still available to us today. God is without limits. And there is no problem that we can bring to God that cannot be covered by his amazing grace and mercy. But the first step in this faith-based thinking is to take our problems to Jesus. The next step in faith-based thinking is to follow Jesus' lead. In other words, watch what he does and, and try to imitate it. This is harder than the first step. Imagine Philip and Andrew swallowing their pride and directing this crowd to sit down and wait and be patient. That was what is Jesus going to do? It was on their, in their minds and their lips. And did they want to be a part of it? We have no evidence that they hesitated. It doesn't say that. They did as Jesus directed. The Reverend W. John White was visiting his friend, Reverend Rivera, one day, who was suffering from kidney failure. And as he sat in Rivera's hospital room, Reverend White heard God speak to him. And God said to him, I want you to do whatever it takes to make him well so he can recover. Well, when Reverend Rivera woke up that afternoon, the doctors came in and informed him that he was receiving a kidney donation from his friend, Reverend White. He was getting a second chance at life. Reverend White heard God speak and obeyed like Jesus. He followed Jesus' lead. Faith-based thinkers know that God moves in mysterious ways, that God's ways are not our ways, and that costly obedience is always rewarded beyond our wildest imagination. Well, one final thing. Faith-based thinkers get the awesome privilege of seeing the power of God made manifest in their lives. If you had been on the hillside that day, would you have ever recovered from the shock of seeing what Jesus was going to do? Would you ever stop talking about it? Imagine if you were talking to your children or your grandchildren or the children of the church, and you were living in that day and time, and you may have said something like, now children, I want to tell you the most fantastic story of what I have experienced. I wouldn't believe it myself if I hadn't seen it in my own eyes. I saw the master feed 5,000 men. 
and an unknown number of women and children with just five small loaves of bread and two small fish. You see, God is working in our lives all the time. In big ways, in small ways. But much of God's work can only be seen in hindsight. And as we look back over our lives, we see that every need was supplied, and I like this phrase, right on time. We see prayers answered years after they were prayed, but it was in God's time. In other circumstances, we thank God for prayers that, that God in his great wisdom didn't answer when we prayed them. But faith-based thinkers don't have to rely on hindsight. The great thing about faith-based thinking is that it allows you to rejoice ahead of time in the knowledge that God is loving and just and powerful. And that he will meet every need. So did Philip and Andrew learn their lesson? Not right away. But in the book of Acts, Philip is recognized by the early church as being full of spirit and wisdom. And in Acts 8, Philip becomes an evangelist to the Samaritans. In their city, he does great signs and miracles that convert many to Christ and bring great joy to the people. He is now a man of faith, a true follower of Jesus, and a worker of miracles. His story has come full circle, hasn't it? He now has moved from being a fact-based thinker to being a faith-based thinker. The question, I guess, for us today is, which are we? I'd like to conclude with a story that was told some years ago, and it was uh, about this 10-year-old, Ashley Danielle Ombre, who was there for a prayer breakfast in Washington, D.C., and she was asked to speak, and in her closing words she was sharing, she shared this. In the speech, she reminded the listeners of Jesus' words in Matthew 18 that they must become like little children in order to enter the kingdom of God. And she encouraged the adults in the audience to learn from their children how to get along with each other and how to trust one another and how to trust God. And she ended by saying, you teach us that when we have a problem, we should talk it out with others and with Jesus. You say that Jesus can solve all our problems, both big and small. But we notice when people get older and have problems, they are embarrassed to talk like that among themselves. And we wonder if you really mean it. Or is Jesus only for kids. I am still young enough to believe that God, that Jesus knows how to solve my problems, the problems of the city and of the world. Very prophetic 
Jesus does know how to solve our problems. And all he asks of us is the faith to bring our problems to him and faithfully obey his lead. And then we will see him work in ways far beyond anything we can ask or imagine. So how about it? Are you a faith-based thinker? Let us go forth today to live in faith as God's children. Let us look for his acts of love and become aware of his miracles in our lives and through our lives. Go forth in faith as true disciples of Christ. Amen. Thank you.